All right. So here's part two of the Pixel Intel podcast. Me and Andrew are going to continue talking about the rest of the conference. Enjoy. I think it's great that gaming is just evolving so much where exclusives are almost like a, I mean, dare I say, like an archaic thing. Like Sony will always have it up until they don't or they decide no, not anymore. Because the only example I'm going to use is um, did you hear recently that they're porting over Death Stranding to Steam? So that, yeah. I think that's kind of cool. It's on there. So, it's on oh, there okay, now. That's great. So I'll be able to play Death Stranding now instead of paying like $400, $500 for a PS4. But I'm not trying to say like, ha, 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 like, you know, it happened to No, I'm, no, nobody's I'm trying to laugh at anybody. It's accessibility. I think that's great. I think they should get as many people as they can to play their game because someone that plays their game might have a different feeling to it than you know like someone i know or you or me and i think that's great i think everyone should play as much as they can but i think that's great so right it's in the publisher's best interest to release it to as many people as possible so actually exclusive deals uh unless they're like really profitable yeah um they, that might be a thing of the past. Yeah. It, that, that's uh, speculation. Yeah. But, I mean, that's a great point. Death Stranding on PC. Yeah. Like, uh, Hideo Kojima's... What is what is their... Uh, is it just Kojima, Kojima yeah, Productions? Yeah, it's just Kojima Productions. It's his own company he started. Yeah. yeah. Like, all of the sales that they're going to make with Steam have yeah. made with Steam. Like, Sony would have to match that up front. Yeah, to get them right. to stay exclusive, you know, and that's a lot yeah. of money. It's a lot, and and it's a big risk too yeah. for the, the publisher and the developers because they don't know what that opportunity is if they were yeah. to go to a Steam. So that's just my two yeah. cents on that. No, I think that's great, but yeah, I, I don't know what it holds for Microsoft, but if it's more about you know innovation and open platforms and crossplay i'm all for that like i'm excited to see what they can do but um back on topic for the conference I've... oh yeah yeah <laughs> right yeah. <laughs> we just got it kind of off on a tangent here kind of like behind the scenes of what we think microsoft's gonna do for xbox but um i love the ideas that you talked about i mean kind of wrap to wrap this up and then just get back on our list yeah i i think anything's possible and if they're doing something behind the scenes they're like underground and like not telling us they're doing a pretty good job of not telling us unless like there's people that are more keen about it. it's like hey microsoft's doing this and they're trying to find a way to like get people to play more games on whatever you want and i think that's great so i mean if they can get the other companies to play ball i think that's i mean like i read today cuphead is going to the ps4 soon so i think that's pretty cool too yeah I mean, and that's another consumer-friendly practice because you're reducing that barrier for entry for the consumer to be able to enjoy a game that they might not have been able to have access to. So awesome, awesome consumer-friendly practices. I'm all for it. Yeah, so I think if they're going with that as their kind of running card, hey, go for it. I'm all for it. So let as many people as you can play Halo or god of war or whatever game it is and i'm all for that okay 
we need to shift gears and get back to the list, but I enjoyed talking with you about what Microsoft might be doing other than the kind of disap actually disappointing conference that they've been that they showed and us analyzing it. Okay. So Hey, anything we talked about for the last 20 minutes is better than the next game on our list. Oh yeah. Uh, Any conversation yeah, gotta, we would have about the next game on our list. You have a strong point there. I'm not going to disagree with you. Uh, it's just another Tetris reskin. It's Tetris Effect. Uh, <laughs> connected. So, it's Tetris. It looks kind of shiny and kind of neon based. It looks kind of fun. I mean, am I going to play it? Probably not. I already played the old school one, and I was happy with it. I mean, it might evoke feelings of nostalgia that's great it looks like a good family game I mean, if it's got like good co-op but personally i'm not gonna play this game nothing against it just i'm not gonna play it <laughs> i'm like you man the only reason i would play this game is if it was on my ti-89 calculator and i was <laughs> hey there you go trying to like pay <laughs> attention in class <laughs> yeah, it's like, i don't want to pay attention i guess no. tetris effect is on the ti-89 there you go <laughs> Speaking That's of cross-platform, let's get games onto the TI-89, all right? Yeah, hey, there you go. Like, it's <laughs> backwards compatibility, fossil compatibility. You know? <laughs> like, I've, I've beaten Blockboy so many oh, times. Like, I need something new. Right. Oh, speaking of that, I mean, again, I'm kind of segueing, but did you hear that Atari is going to make a new console soon? I heard about like, it, but I haven't read much like left field it's gonna be like a virtual console like uh stadia but they have exclusives too like i'll probably we'll probably have to talk about it in a different episode but yeah they're developing their own console it's gonna have like virtual like a marketplace kind of like what stadia and like the the ouya rest in peace did <laughs> but they have exclusive games that they're gonna launch but that's what it kind of reminds me of like hey like backwards compatibility it's like this is like a fossil like me and you weren't in existence yet when the Atari <laughs> came out nope yeah so um that's a thing yeah it's it's a strange age i mean this is 2020 anything could happen so um needless to say i wish it luck but me and andrew are probably gonna pass on a tetris reskin <laughs> oh yeah tetris for sure yeah okay so the next game this looks kind of fun. It's kind of like in the same vein as Grounded, but it's made by the same guys who, the same guys and same team that did uh, Steam World Dig, I think. It's called The Gunk, and it looks like you're on a planet. You have like a backpack. You're like sucking up gunk. You're like cleaning it up. Uh, I mean, it's like a Game Pass thing for me for sure, but it looks like kind of like a fun, kind of lost weekend kind of thing for me. But but again, I have like a particular taste, so. I understand it might not appeal to everyone. So thoughts on it? Oh, the gunk. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> pass. Okay, that's fine. I respect that. <laughs> that's fine. I'm in teacher. I mean, it. Like I said, I might browse on Game Pass, but okay, sure, why not? I might like try like the first 15 minutes or like first level. But Game Pass again, it's a lifesaver, so I have no prior obligation to keep it. Okay, so the next one is kind of a he another heavy hitter. It turned a lot of eyes, especially when they first introduced it before this conference, the medium. I don't know a lot about it. I know that it's like in horror genre. It's got like that cool dual reality thing going on. 
it has a lot of stuff that reminds me of like a Silent Hill atmosphere. I wouldn't be surprised if the former creators or colleagues of the creator of Silent Hill worked on it, and I think it's great. I mean, I'm kind of a scaredy cat though, so I don't know how long I'll be playing this game. And I've I've played Silent Hill too, and I played like The Evil Within and Condemned and stuff, and it's cool because it's like so real that you just don't want to play the game in the dark anymore. But that's me. I'm kind of a big baby when it comes to that. So, what did you think of it? In my restless dreams, I see that game. <laughs> the medium. Dude, I'm so stoked. Okay. Uh, Silent Hill 2 is my favorite game of yeah. all time, I'd have to classic, say. Like, like I, I've probably played less time than I've spent on YouTube watching analysis videos wow. on it. Like, I mean, it's just such a deep game. It, yeah. And it really got me into psychological horror. Yeah. And the medium actually has uh, the composer who did the music for what? Uh, yeah the cool. first four Silent Hills. Yeah. That's awesome. Akira Yamaoka. Nice. He's a beast. Just awesome, awesome soundtracks to those games. Um, and the medium. I mean, I really hope that. It's good. I'm definitely going to be playing it yeah. at least once through. Mm -hmm. um, it's And I think its lasting power is going to be based on how deep the story is. Because, like I said, Silent Hill 2, there's still people making like four-hour-long videos uh, analyzing that game. <laughs> and, I mean, so I, the Silent Hill community is huge and, like, cares about it. So we're all really stoked about it. But... The, the pitfall and the thing that uh, I'm worried about is that, you know, with these uh, psychological twists and uh, story, I can't think of a better word than twists. I mean, you can only fool me so many times. So yeah. the, the story could really easily um, be predictable. And I think that's what this game's reviews are going to hinge on. Yeah. Uh, if if the Silent Hill fans can see the ending coming from a mile away, they're going to call it out, and <laughs> it's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. But on the flip side, if they can give us that same feeling that we got playing through Silent Hill 2 the first time yeah. on the new console generation, like this, this is that opportunity, yeah. and uh, we've been waiting for it. And the dual reality system looks freaking sweet. Definitely. That's like the one thing that really caught my eye. I don't know of a lot of games where you're playing like two different dimensions and two different levels or something. And like it's something that's interconnected. That's really cool. And I hope it succeeds because it's nothing like I've ever seen before. So I wish them the best. So, well, it seems that this game has really caught your eye. Kind of like State of K3 kind of captured my heart. Uh, okay, so let me just kind of put you on the spot here. What's something in this genre that you want to see this game push, and uh, what are you excited for about it? Other than it's just like a, you know, it's not a typical suspenseful horror game. It's It means something to you, and you're excited about it because there's obviously a reason for it. Like, what is that? Yeah, so... Um, what this game's got to do is it's got to hit hard with its story. Yeah. Um, 
a lot of the most recent survival horror games that have come out, like Evil Within, you mentioned, a lot of the newer Resident Evils. I mean, even the early Resident Evils. Yeah. Um, they were more... Uh, can't think of the word right now. They were more focused on the scares and the action. Yeah. Uh, whereas Silent Hill 2 and, well... Silent Hill 1, 2, and 3 were more focused on the atmosphere and uh, the feeling you get while playing the game. Yeah, um, getting kind of like chills or something walking through the atmosphere. Yeah. Or just, you know, oh, yeah. Trying to peek over oh, your yeah. shoulder. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. And so to me, that's what this game's got to do. It's got to hit with a great story. Yeah. Uh, but uh, second to that, they've got to nail the atmosphere. Yes, uh, and I really hope that they're leaning towards a less action-heavy experience, yeah. because I mean, a pitfall with action survival horror is that you quickly become desensitized to the scares and the action, yeah, and it's almost like the promise of fear and the promise of action is scarier than any sort of action you could put on the screen. Yeah. So. I mean, I'm going to be watching this game like a hawk. And you know what? I said I, I, I would at least play it once. I might play it two or three times just to see how extensive uh, the the dual reality is. Like, I want to try to do a playthrough where I, I'm only in the regular world, and then I want to do a playthrough where I'm only in the dark world, and then I want to wow. see, like, uh, now that... Yeah, yeah. So like at certain story points, now that I know the story, like, oh, it'd be cool if that, if I went there during this part, you know, yeah. does it change anything? I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be awesome. Yeah. I'm excited and, for you. Like, it looks like a really interesting game. <laughs> dude, I really hope that it delivers on, on the promises because uh, us Silent Hill 2 fans have, well, since like Silent Hill three really yeah. four kind of hit it but i mean we it's kind of like uh what we were saying for um oh what was that game where we were talking about people been waiting for it for years oh um was, was it like a sequel to i don't know <laughs> yeah I, I can't remember but but i know like like i'm i troll the reddit forums and stuff oh, you know like okay like it's we're waiting on bated breath and we yeah. just want to go go back to that time the first time you got the spooks from silent yeah. hill so the medium is a great opportunity to do that yeah definitely well i'm i'm glad and i'm happy for you and i hope it lives up to your expectations and destroys them and you know make just kind of blows you away but i personally I mean, I might check it out, like, if I'm in a, if it's, like, Halloween or whatever, and, like, I kind of want to play, like, a scary game, but I'm kind of a big baby, like I mentioned earlier. I don't know how long I'd last playing that game. You said you played Silent Hill 2. Did you beat it? I never did. Ah, uh, see? Like a disappointment of, that I hold to myself. I never did, but I've, I'm familiar Do you know what with... the twist of it is? What's that? Do you know what the twist is the without twist. spoiling anything? Uh, oh, see, if you don't know, you don't know, man. Like, yeah, I just don't know. I think I, mean, I had I, an idea of what it was, but 
I don't want to guess and sound like an idiot on this podcast. That's a yeah. That's a actual that, fan. Yeah, that's my bad. That was a horrible no, 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 question. It, it's fine. I mean, if you. Well, know I guess I was expecting you to just say like yes. Yes. <laughs> no. No. Honestly, I don't know, and that's like that's like a classic game that I feel like I could probably revisit when I have the strength and courage to go through it, and I'll be like. Android finally played this game. I know the twist. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Dude, I'll do you a favor. Yeah, you I will I will play uh State of Decay two or one, whatever you recommend, yeah. or three, if yeah. you go back and play Silent Hill two all the way Deal. through. Deal. Okay. Alright. I'll do all right. it. <laughs> I just gotta cool. get all of it. But that shouldn't be too bad since I I've got it, man. I'll let you oh, borrow nice. it. Sweet, but yeah, okay. Uh done deal, like just if you need any help or input or tips or something on that, I'd be happy to tell you. And I'll just do my best to get through Silent Hill too. <laughs> yeah, if you... if you get scared, I've got extra blankets and pillows. Like... <laughs> okay. I probably need a change of pants. Uh... Yeah, yeah got to bring over the change of pants. I'll do you one better. I'll just okay. bring it a porta potty, and you can just sit in it, you know, okay. while you play. Well, no, well, yeah, okay. no pressure. Okay, no pressure. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, but yeah, it, I mean, I'm I'm up for it. Like, I'll I'll see if I can. I mean, stay the case on Game Pass, and I could probably get a hold of Silent Hill to some up. But yeah, it's a classic game, and I don't see why I can't revisit it. Again. And again, it's just my nerves that I have to deal with when I'm playing horror games. Like some, I can get into some I can't, but. Uh, I'm just gonna be up front with you. Like I tried Silent Hill 3. I think the room or whichever one was the room. I tried playing it at night in my living room at home with my mom. Not a good idea. I it was all lights were off. My mom was asleep. I had, I tried playing. I was like, nope, not doing this. Yep. Nope. nope. And the and the Start room was, things. Yeah. Nope. I'm done. <laughs> the room was scary. Nope. And, I'm well, done. And he, Here's another thing. I Silent Hill 2 is a game that I stream at least once a year. Oh, nice. Like, so I will be – I already streamed it this year, cool. and I'm going for the dog ending, so it's going to take me a few years. Oh, but nice. uh, I'll be playing through it again next year. Cool. And I'm going to be streaming the medium, so if you're too scared to play it, okay. I'll play no, it I'll for just you. Watch, I'll watch you play, and I'll be like, yeah, dude. be careful. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I need viewers. You can be my one viewer. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'm sure I have like I'm sure you have other friends, or I could try to get other people that I know of. Like, hey, check this out. It's like a classic horror game. Like, why not? But I'm just kind of a big baby. I mean, it's ironic or surprising because I play games like Stay the Game with zombies gnawing at you and they like sneak up on you. But like when it's like a psychological or like or an atmospheric horror game, like I'm a big chicken. I don't know what that is. Dude, and that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. the action survival horror yeah. aren't as scary for that reason. Yeah, like not. zombies, they're supposed to be scary, but I mean, you get desensitized to the action. You know, there's a zombie, yeah, almost around every corner. So there's nothing to be scared about. Yeah. So yeah, it's it would be that promise of fear that that Silent Hill yeah. has like really delivered on over the years. That's yeah. terrified people to this day. I mean, the only other thing I can think of, I'm not trying to compare it to Silent Hill 2 because it's like kind of in the league of its own, but the first time I played Slenderman and he just like popped up out of nowhere, I was like, oh crap, like where the heck did he come from? And then like next thing you know, it's like, you're dead. It's like, he didn't yeah. even do anything. He just popped up. It's like, yeah, you're dead. Like, start over. I'm like, 
So, you're telling me I can't fight him off, I can't grab a hammer or tear off a branch limb and hit him? No. He just follows you around, and if he finds you, you're dead. Okay. Yeah. That's, That's actually a really great analogy, <laughs> because those 30 seconds that are so scary about Slenderman yeah. is what Silent Hill was able to do over the course of eight hours yeah. with so much less repetitiveness. Yeah. Like, but... Just, that's my spiel on medium yeah. i love it i'm yeah. i mean i already know I, i'm gonna love it Heck uh i know that makes me sound really biased but oh, i've just been <laughs> just been waiting for yeah. something like this for so long yeah. and to get back onto hideo kojima i mean yeah. him and guillermo del toro released yeah. pt okay. and i that was probably the scaredest i've been in a long time yeah um, and on a side note to that, I just read a news article about Hideo Kojima and uh, Junji Ito possibly huh. collaborating on a horror game. Do you know who Junji Ito is? I've heard of him. I think he... Dude. Oh. Yeah. He makes some twisted manga. Really? Some, oh, okay. Like, yeah. If, if it's the guy manga. I'm thinking of, then yes, I'm familiar with his work. It's yeah. great. Yeah, he's great. His art style's great. His stories are yeah. really creepy. Yeah. Uh, so those two collaborating, shoot, bring Guillermo oh, back in. That'd be great. Oh, yeah. they're they're on to something. They just need to pull the trigger and do it. Yeah. And if they do, they've got my dollars. Yeah, and I'm they sure have... they've got a lot of people's dollars. Yeah, these industries, I mean, you're kind of seeing lines kind of merge a little bit, but you have these really great creators like Google uh i'm butchering his name but you know what i'm talking about <laughs> yeah I, I butchered it too guillermo yeah. del yeah. toro yeah him i'm just gonna call him del toro but he's a great creator like he gave us like hellboy he gave us like pan's labyrinth he's been a, this amazing storyteller and all of these creatures and like these worlds that he builds are like so elaborate and detailed and i love that and just to nudge him over in the interactive storytelling thing I think that's awesome. Like, I think it's going to be amazing what he makes with Hideo Kojima or the guy that you mentioned, the Junji guy. I, I'm familiar, like I said, I'm familiar with his work, but I'm interested to see what they can kind of put their heads together and make together because whatever it is, it might be another medium. Who knows? Like, I know it's not out yet, but I don't know. I mean, Dude, maybe, it, it, yeah. if you're if you're interested in Junji Ito at all, yeah. Uh, I highly recommend checking out his story, Uzumaki. Huh. It's really creepy. Yeah, it means spiral in, in Japanese, or at least that's what I've been told, because I, I can't read yeah, Japanese. But, uh, can't um, yeah, it's it's about this town that uh, is suddenly starting to see spirals and everything, and the whole town's becoming obsessed. Huh. And I'm telling you, wow. you will never look at a spiral the same. Wow. <laughs> Okay, I mean, it might just be something I have to check out, but I like a good suspenseful mysteries like that. So, yeah, I'll have to check Me it too. out. Then. But, yeah, if they're teaming up and they're working on something, like, I will keep an eye on that. I'll try to see what they're making, and if it catches my eye, cool, I'll check it out. If if it doesn't, I'll be like, Andrew, I mean, you're already checking it out anyways, but, hey, don't forget this thing came out. <laughs> yeah. I'll, I'll probably yeah. do that. <laughs> If anything, but yeah, uh, overall, I'm really happy for you. I hope the medium brings you as much excitement as Stay Decay 3 does for me. 
and I I hope it works out, and I hope it's the game that lives that lives up to your expectations or exceeds them. So yeah, that's. All I mean, I it's it's probably not. My expectations yeah. are too high now. Pretty, <laughs> okay. They're too high or at now. Least, okay, maybe you can at least enjoy playing it. Like maybe it's a good ten-hour game, and you're like, you know, this game was okay. Like you have Game Pass, so if it's on Game Pass, you'll probably beat it in like a day or a weekend or something after work. Oh yeah. Cool. Okay, so. So that's all I have to say about the medium. Um, moving on, we only have a couple left, but uh, Fantasy Star Online. So I don't know a lot about it. I know that's like this elaborate action RPG and like futures merging with like swords and like monsters and like technology. Um, it looks fun. I might give it a try if it's on Game Pass. Hopefully, you don't have to pay like a double subscription to keep it going like uh other mmos but oh yeah fun. Fun. i might check it out i've never played the other ones before and it looks fun yeah so. uh my buddy used to play it he loved it but i only ever saw him play the first yeah, one definitely. um probably not one that i'm gonna play but yeah if it's a mmo and i've got friends that are playing it i'm not gonna lose money on the deal so i might as well try it out that's my philosophy it, I'm gonna play it if my friends are playing it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. So yeah, I guess we'll just check it out then. Okay. Moving on. Crossfire. This looks like a kind of another FPS game, of course, and you know it's got some roots that kind of remind me of like old school. Uh, what do you call it? Counter Strike. Yeah. You go. Yeah, like, not really, like, the counter-terrorist thing, but, like, the paramilitary, like, PvP mode. And I think that's kind of cool. So, will I play it? Um, I might give it a shot. Like, maybe for a little bit. If I just really don't like it, I mean, nothing lost. It's on Game Pass, but... Yeah. Um, and, again, yeah, that one's, yeah. like, if, <laughs> if you hit me up and you're like, dude, download Crossfire, let's try it out. Yeah, yeah for sure, I'm there. I'm going to try it, but I'm probably not going to seek it out on my own. No. Unless, unless I know some friends are going to play. Yeah, it, it just doesn't look like it's going to bring anything new. I mean, even Call of Duty, we got used to the whole annual release, but there's only so much you can do in the in the shooter genre. It's kind of the same for everything. It's just I look at games that kind of take what they already have and what's been established and try to do different things. Like One thing is like, um, I'll use another example like Titanfall. Titanfall was cool when it came out. Like I loved the idea of giant mechs and then you could like jump out of your mech. And this is like pre-Apex era for everyone thinking like what the heck is Titanfall? <laughs> but they did something different and it was another shooter. But was it fun to like call down the giant robot and then just like hop in it and just like blow things away and like blast at people? Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I got a lot of playtime out of it. And Titanfall 2 was a lot of fun too. And I like to see stuff that doesn't try to reinvent stuff again. It's like a cliche. But they're trying like to add little different things. Like, hey, do you want to be in a giant robot? Not really. Try it anyways. It's pretty fun. So, I don't know what Crossfire holds for us. I mean, it might have something super innovative and like original. And like something we haven't even thought of yet in like another Call of Duty but if not I mean it just looks like another just first person shooter that 
might be fun for a weekend or to try once or if like everyone's picking up on it like kind of like how apex legends kind of spread like wildfire yeah. and everyone was playing it left and right i mean it it has the potential to do great i mean i think a lot of people have been playing it on pc i, I think it's finally being ported over to xbox and other things but I hope it does well, and if it's just another shooter, then it's just another shooter. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. I'm with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, <laughs> it, that's fine. <laughs> we're the same. It's a shooter. We all know what to expect. Yeah. I mean, there's not much more we can probably say about that. <laughs> it's just a shooter. <laughs> okay. All right. So we have the final game, or rather concept trailer. That they showed for their conference and they say in my opinion i mean again i'm biased and i kind of have an attachment to the series but they saved one of their heavy hitters for last and i think that's good because again this is a game that i would be more inclined to try out because i played the past games it was fable so again like you kind of harped on earlier we don't know if it's a remake a sequel a spin-off a prequel a side sequel we don't know what it is but all we know but is that fable. they're making a fable game that's all yeah, we it's know fable, so, so do we really care i mean we know enough about fable yeah i mean it is but it i get so yeah and, and i appreciate you saying that because yeah. because i get what you're getting at like i wish they would have showed more for fable for yeah, sure like, even if it was like a teaser or like someone picking up a sword and then like fighting like again it'd probably be just be like a cg animatic but that'd be really cool but instead we got kind of like the humor that they've had in the past where you could just go around communities and just like fart on people for whatever reason and then get stds if you slept around with too many people it has that humor in it and it's good that they haven't lost their roots but we don't know anything about this game like we don't they haven't confirmed anything i mean there was a joke among game journalists and other developers that this is one of the worst kept secrets in the industry because everyone and their dog knew it was coming <laughs> they couldn't confirm what it was like they knew okay they're working on a new fable but we don't know what it is that's the mystery of it, it it's kind of like it's guilty of uh that warhammer game like we don't know i mean we we i mean based on what we know anyways we know fables an action and fantasy game there's going to be RPG elements. There might be co-op. There's a story in there somewhere, but that's really it. I mean, it's, it's up good to and them. evil. Yeah. The morality. Evil, yeah. The morality system. So if it keeps all that, uh, it catches my interest again, it'll be on game pass. It'll be, uh, on X, uh, steam and PC. So there'll be lots of opportunity to try it. Will I buy it? No, it's just going to be a game pass thing because there's not enough information right now to make a full judgment about Fable. But it does have my attention because of that brand recognition. It's something like, oh, well, hey, like this is a game I know about. I played the first couple of them, and they were pretty fun. So yeah. I'll keep my eye on it. What do you think um, What do you think they could do in, the, in this one that we haven't seen before? Mm. Do you think they will do anything that we haven't seen before? That's an excellent question. They've kind of mapped out everything you possibly can in a Fable game, and they've kind of mined out most of the ideas. Like, you could get married, you could go on a giant quest, you could... I don't even know if you could have kids in 
Double run, I don't know. You correct me if I'm wrong. It's been so long since I played the older I ones. But either. Yeah, but you could like superpowers pretty much like with your magic abilities. You could be evil. You'll grow like little horns. Like there's, I don't know what they can do with this one unless they push the story in a different direction. Like I don't know if they inject like some humor. Like maybe everything that you played before. It's like an alternate time. I don't know. I mean, I'm not saying that that's what they should do. It's just they got to present something to me in a, a twist or something that catches my eye again. It's like this is going to make me play Fable again, you know. And as of now, I don't know what they're going to do. But in terms to answer your question to what they could do, the only thing I can really think of is – uh Let's see. I mean, it's even sad I have to think about this. So The, the only thing I can think no. of is co-op. Yeah, co-op. Like, <laughs> like po yeah, possible co-op. That would be cool. Um, it would be interesting to see what they could do with the morality system yeah. in a co-op setting. Yeah. Um, maybe you and your friend both decide to be bad. Uh, or or maybe one decides to be good one decides to be bad like what sort of know. gameplay can we get out of those decisions that players have made in the same shared world you know and, cool. and if there is no co-op what i'm looking for in a fable experience is i i want to see them double down on on the morality system yeah, i think that's definitely. the biggest draw to the series like yeah, I don't have any great examples or anything, but um, I just remember at times feeling like you could game the system into yeah. being bad or good one way yeah. or the other. And your decisions definitely mattered, but I did never feel like they were permanent or that I couldn't, um, I couldn't undo or, uh, right any of my wrongs i don't know there was just something about it that yeah. it was there it was great but i f i feel like that's an area where they could double down make some improvements on i don't know how they do it yeah that's their job but uh that's what i'd be looking for yeah co-op is definitely a thing i think it came around in the later ones like one was single player two i think had some type of interactivity i'd have to look it up i just feel kind of <laughs> just kind of dumb about this but i think the third one for sure had some co-op element but yeah i'd like to see more interactivity and how my choices good or bad like interact with the uh, world around another good example is it's a game that i really hope comes out eventually because i don't want it to get canceled like everything else have you heard anything about dying light 2 no oh have you played Just the first right one Hold that thought real quick, because okay. I just read here okay. that Fable 2 and 3 both had co-op in it. Oh, okay, it's okay. Funny, because I don't remember it, and maybe it's just because I never played co-op. I always oh, played it by myself. But just to no, clarify, okay, there was co-op in those two. Okay, thank you. So there was co-op. Okay, I knew that there was co-op in at least one of them, not the first one. Though. Okay, so where right? I was going with this is, back to my question, have you ever played Dying Light? at all yes okay so you know about what it is so in the second one when they finally showed us the trailer last year 
uh, it's gonna play on like a morality system. So you're in the same area and you're related to the main character of the first one. They're kind of ominous about what happened. I assume something not so great or he moved or whatever. Okay, that's besides the point. So in this one, what the really interesting dynamic is your decisions on who you uh, choose to help out will affect the entire environment around you. For example, there will be like uh, a, a human colony or community that needs you to turn on the water so they have running water. But if you do that, you risk making enemies of the raiders next door because now they're going to be in a resource battle uh. trying to trying to like take water so you have to fight them off and you have to defend the community that relied on you for resources but on the flip side if you don't get them the water you can sell it as a commodity to the raiders and you'll just make a ton of money but you'll also suffer that the community might hate you and <laughs> Yeah, I think that's really cool. Like it's it's uh it's a slight dynamic of how you interact with the environment around you and the NPCs, but I think that's really cool. And the fable brings something like that, or even maybe mm. like a smidge that I've, I'm all for that. Like I love your co-op idea of me being good or you being evil or we're both bad, and we just gain this giant reputation of like everyone's hunting us down. And there might be like a group of bandits or rogue mages or something that are like, hey, you guys aren't bad. And they like, they let us join their guild or whatever. I don't know. But that'd be cool. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, that sounds so, awesome with Dying Light 2. Yeah, but Dying Light 2, I'm keeping my eyes on that because they already did great with the first one. And I'm biased. I'll, I'll just go ahead and say it. Yes, it's another zombie game. But this is a company that has been supporting their fans forever and it came out like when i was still working at our old work like i bought it because it was just like kind of softly released like hey this game came out okay i played it it's fun and there's a lot of stuff you can do and there's a lot of replayability but they've been still been doing supports and updates and they've been giving out free content and even paid content but they're making a sequel is like awesome and yeah. they're just adding all this new stuff it's like hey we're already building on this foundation. Here's what we're going to do. And I love the idea of like directly influencing a community that might resent you or might look to you as their saviors. Like, we're so thankful that you got this water for us because now you gave us water. Now we can grow our plants. We'll share our food resources with you. And then, you know, it won't be as hard to like make medicine or feed yourself like if there's a hunger system or something. But if you don't help them, you sell the water rights to the the raiders. Maybe the raiders give you better weapons or something. I don't know. So that'd be kind of cool. That's interesting. Yeah. So That's interesting. If it's That's kind of like making yeah. me think like, yeah. you know how in World of Warcraft, you've got the Alliance and the Horde? Yeah, yeah. So, like, so it's, it's really like the PvP is faction based. Well, yeah. what if like your faction, you don't just choose at the beginning of the game. It's like emergent through your actions and decisions during the game so like that if it's an online uh because i know you could play with other people in dying light one so like yeah. if there's other people in the world uh and you know you you've kind of done some bad stuff so now you're with the raiders and yeah. there's other players that are doing raider stuff <laughs> right. and yeah. you might run across on your next quest some people that helped out the village so now it's yeah. like 
an emergent PvP scenario where you're cool. fighting over it. Yeah, like you're you're not just fighting uh, NPCs over the resources. You're also fighting like players from uh, because they chose differently. You know what I mean? Like, and I that that's probably too intricate, but uh, I mean that would be so cool. Yeah, that'd to be me. great if they could offer that, but. Uh, overall, we're both excited about Dying Light too. So, um, mm -hmm. Fable, we wish it luck, but if it doesn't meet up to those standards or predictions, I mean, I'm not really going to be surprised or phased. I mean, again, this might be something I might check out later just because of the name. But I want to know more about it. Like, tell me what the new Fable's about. Come on. Dude, That's do you have a Game Pass? Yes, I have Game Pass. Then uh, we're probably playing it day one. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> like, there we go. There we go. Game, Game Pass, Pass, get it day one for free. Try it out. You got okay. nothing to lose. You, you had me at Game Pass. There you go. <laughs> okay. Okay, so that's where we are. Just, I mean, if anything came from this talk, it's Game Pass is good. Other stuff is not so good. <laughs> Xbox yeah. is disappointing and Game Pass good. Okay, we got it. Okay, end of the show. No, just kidding. Okay, we'll do like a little wrap-up segment. We've kind of been talking quite a bit, but I hope everyone's got a good kick out of uh, us talking about all these games. Andrew, I've really enjoyed having you on the show. I'd uh, love to have you lot. back anytime. You're always welcome on the show. I know that we both kind of lead hectic schedules. We can kind of talk about it later on after I'm editing this stuff, but I've enjoyed hearing your thoughts on every different type of game out there that we talked about the good points of xbox and the bad ones i mean it has to be a balanced thing you know like just about with everything you have to mm -hmm. kind of well round yourself on what whatever you're passionate about like i i love the xbox i've loved what they've offered so far i mean you're not i mean you have a different opinion but that's okay i mean the best thing we can do is we can talk about it as adults and we can have a civil conversation and you can explain why you didn't really agree with uh, my view on this or you know I tell you why I'm so passionate for a state of K or like why Halo Infinite might be better than we both expect or why Microsoft might be hiding an ace up their sleeve and they'll let just like wow us and like hopefully within the next two years <laughs> not yeah. bitter about that at all but you yeah. know we'll just have to see I mean it's it's 2020 things have happened that i wouldn't have ever guessed if you told me a year or two ago that this is going to happen so i think it's just it's going to be a bright future for all of us regardless of like you know microsoft's take on what they're going to do so uh overall i would give them just an okay rating like maybe like i mean this is kind of being generous but i would say like a, i give them an a for me maybe a b plus at lowest because they showed me everything i wanted to see so they kind of hit strides and all that stuff but in terms of gameplay no they didn't show us enough gameplay they didn't sell me on i need to have a series x day one that's for sure and we've already hit all these points earlier which we already talked about you can just kind of rewind it back if you really need to hear why we need to buy a series x or not but overall it's just game pass there you go game pass is the flagship thing that they were selling and if you didn't have game pass before or if i didn't have it before this would get me to get game pass let's just go with that okay yeah they're not and, uh, i mean 
there's there's hardware out there they're trying to like secretly or stealthily sell you the series x but i'm not gonna get it right away let's be honest. or if i do i'm just gonna have to save up for it but if anything i'm gonna keep my game fast <laughs> That's, yeah. if anything i'm gonna keep it and i'm gonna play all these great games coming out the ones that i like the ones i don't even care about i mean i'm probably not gonna play but the ones that caught my eye i mean i'm probably gonna check them out yeah, that's the best well. thing about Game Pass. Okay, so any final thoughts? I mean, you, like I said, we already kind of hit the main strides of what we both feel about the Xbox conference. But do you have any like extra thoughts or insights yeah. or like what you'd like to see from them? If this is like their second showing, I think of this year, like what they can improve in the future. If I mean, do they have a chance of redemption? If if we want to call it that, like, what do you think here? Yeah, so like you said, this is their second showing within the last few months. Yeah. Um, and the PlayStation has had theirs in between then. Uh, comparing the showings between the two companies, Microsoft and Sony, mm-hmm. I mean, my, I'm, I'm giving Microsoft an F- minus <laughs> on getting me excited for the Xbox Series X. I mean, I, it's still not there for me. Um, so, and... and that's what disappoints me is that I wanted to be yeah. like, I'm a, I'm a huge Xbox fanboy. Like I sold my PS three to get an Xbox 360 back <laughs> really in the day. Right. And I'm still using my gamer tag that, that I made that day. And so like, I think that's why I was so disappointed. There was a lack of yeah. gameplay on the games. Um, there was so many games that I didn't care about, but there was a lot that I did. Um, and then they didn't get me excited about the Xbox Series X, so yeah. F minus F- on those fronts, okay. but A plus on the Game Pass. So yeah. I'd, I'd say overall that they get a C. I mean, like you said, okay, it was okay. But we'll, we both agree that, yeah, they, they elicited different emotions for both of us. Like, for the stuff that I was had on my wish list, they showed it, but I'm still kind of bitter about not showing like a new hint of a Gears of War or like Battletoads or something. Yeah, yeah good I'm, point. I'm bitter about that. Like, I'm changing mine to a C minus because yeah. they didn't show any <laughs> Gears of War and they didn't show any Splinter Cell. So, I mean, if I'm not speaking for them, if they're like holding it for another thing, okay, I see what you did there, clever girl. Jurassic Park reference, don't sue me. But <laughs> clever if, girl. if no. they're not, if I mean, if this is it and like, it's like, okay, well, we're working on other stuff. Well, we want to see what the other stuff is. You haven't thoroughly convinced me nor Andrew that we need to get a Series X. The and and you know what? Had... Yeah, what's up? Sorry to cut you off, but you said that uh, you hope that this isn't it or something like that. Yeah, and you know I... what? I, I do think this was it because that of what they showed of Halo Infinite. Yeah. Like, do you think they're going to show uh, – do you think they're not going to show the best that they've got? And if the best that they've got is a previous build of Halo, oh, Halo. <laughs> like I think they did show yeah. us everything they had. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm going to have to respectfully just differ from you because I mean, if this is it, then no, they didn't do a good job. I mean, if this is like the best they could offer, most of them are new IPs. I'll give you that. And most of them are sequels. Yeah. And some of them are kind of new, but this isn't good at all. But if this is it, then wow. Like, come on. 
But I know, I mean, I don't know how much you read into this, but they're having an event every month until the release of the Series X, probably in November. Let's just kind of call it now and probably beyond. But they're going to highlight, it's going to be like more intimate events. It's going to be smaller, I think, than this one. But they're going to showcase like a couple more games and like kind of more stuff. So who's to say they could probably sneak in like a couple more first party games? Because I think out of the ones that they showed, and I'll have to double check my sources on this, I think they only showed maybe nine out of the 15 studios that Microsoft swiped up. So we had Obsidian, yeah. we had 343, we had Playground, we had Ninja Theory. Um, yeah, Ninja Theory. We had uh, the the guys who made uh, Psychonauts. We had uh, Double Fine. Yeah, Double Fine. And we had. Uh, what are we doing? I think that. There's probably a couple more. Oh, yeah, there's a few I can... more. But... Oh, Rare. Rare was a big one, like with Everwild and stuff. And uh, Ori, the, the guys who made Ori, that's a first party thing. And that's maybe arguably half. So if that's if that's true, again, this is on the presumption that they're still holding stuff for later this year or next month. Uh, okay, like you showed us like the bulk of it. You need to show us more. Like this isn't enough. This isn't something that will sell systems. This is just another incentive to buy Game Pass. Come on, let's just call it. As yeah. It is. You yeah. Know? It's and and like yeah. this, it's kind of a blessing and a curse to be a pessimist. Yeah. But I'm 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 not optimistic that they're gonna show more, and especially because this is what we were all saying after the yeah. first showing from Xbox. So you fool me once, shame on me. Fool me twice, you ain't gonna fool me again. Yeah, I'm not gonna keep my hopes up. I'm perfectly fine with being proven wrong, and yeah. I hope for that. I really do hope that I'm proven wrong because I'll eat my words. That's fine. That's okay. I I try to see the like I said. I mean, it's is it bad to be too optimistic? Yes, it's not realistic, and it might be my bias kind of rearing its ugly head out. But uh, I hope this isn't it. You know, this is like probably the main stuff that they are gonna really push hard. But I do know for a fact they are going to have more events. And it could have been any number of things. I mean, I'll have to dig around. And if I can find sources, I'll be happy to drop links to you and to the audience. But I feel like Corona... I mean, I'm not using this as an excuse. I'm just going to present this. That possibly entertain the idea that they had more stuff in the pipeline. But everything got pushed back or moved because of Corona. Because originally they were going to yeah. have E3. They're going to have that normal conference. They're going to have their little uh, event really similar to this. Then they were going to do Gamescom, which is a German-European uh, conference in, like, August. Like, now would be the time where they were getting ready for it. And then they would have Tokyo Game Show. So they would have more games or, like, games that we already know about to show them there and try to, like, get people hyped up. And there's even, like, new reveals and stuff. But... This, if it is the bulk of it, then yeah, I, I strongly agree with you. It was disappointing, but again, I like to be proven wrong too. So if this was just like, like maybe the the main course, if you would put it, like the turkey of a Thanksgiving dinner, this was the turkey that they presented, then it's just, okay, well, it was turkey, it was good. Now I'm just going to like, I guess, go into a food coma and hope that I can eat again. <laughs> 
Yeah. And it was it was okay. I mean, I I'm full. I'm happy. But do I want more? Yeah. I mean, there's always other things I can eat. And with this, there's always other games. I mean, Halo again is their biggest thing, and that's what they came out with, and they ended with Fable. So they tried to start off strong and try to end strong, but it's it didn't appeal to everyone. And I am disappointed. It didn't hit right. Yeah. But I don't know. Like I said, if they have more stuff in the pipeline, please prove me wrong. Please let me know that there's more games coming out. You know, I think we're both right and both wrong. Uh, they definitely have more stuff in the pipeline because that's why they're going to do another showing in a month. Yeah. But I think we're right that they showed us everything they had because now they're scrambling to get, get stuff. that ready in a month. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that's... That's probably why they're doing it, and you're right. That's you know, what I think. A serious thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a, a lot of studios and and not just game developers, but a lot of people have had to work from home if yeah. they've even been able to work at all. Yeah. So. That's a big thing. So yeah. that's just what I predict. I'm not saying I'm fully defending Microsoft like for what they did. I mean, what they gave us is what they gave us. I mean, it's over. We already saw it, and this is what they showed. This is like supposed to be. The things that we are looking forward to, like either day one or like later on, which I mean, we both concluded we're probably not going to get like a day one thing. It'll be a game pass thing. That'll be for us. So <laughs> it could be any number of things. I mean, I want to say that they didn't show us everything they have. And then if that's the case, hey, there's still stuff that we might not even know about. You know, they might have a game that comes out of the blue. Like we still didn't see anything from the coalition it's the studio that was designed to make nothing but gears of war related games i mean we already got like gears 5 and they'd said that it'll be series x optimized which that'll be nice like if you already bought it and they're gonna play into backwards compatibility which is really cool i'm not gonna harp on it a lot because we already talked about a bunch but i think it's cool that three generations of xbox games will be backwards compatible on the series x so if you're if you're okay with playing older games, that'll be fine. But in terms of new games, no, they failed on that. And we deserve a lot more. And we expect more. You know, we need more games because Game Pass. Come on, you need to throw in more games on Game Pass, you yeah. know? So. And uh, the Coalition yeah. did release a Game Pass Gears of War game oh. on its PC only. Oh, okay. And it's uh, Gears of War Tactics. Huh. I bet you $100 that we see Gears of War Tactics coming to console in their <laughs> <Later>. next year. <laughs> I, I bet $100 yeah. that that's going to be like a big deal that they show off. And you know what? Oh, God. <laughs> even though it's not new, even though it's not new, I'm still excited because I want to play it. But sure. like I said, the Game Pass that I have game is on hey, there you yeah, go. Xbox. Right. So I don't want to have them. And there's this new studio that formed. They're supposed to be like the all-star team of like game developers because check this out it's called the initiative it's got x god of war developers it's got someone from here let me just kind of read it hold on a second i'm gonna look it up uh just they made it such a big deal at the time when they formed the studio and supposedly they are a big deal so let me just kind of i mean i'm kind of like kind of actively researching so just give me just a moment and i'll kind of explain to and then i'll get your opinion about it so let's see here <laughs> okay 
So, just to kind of gloss over it, the initiative is supposed to be like the all-star team of game developers. Like, like I said earlier, there's they're from they used to work on uh, God of War. Like, uh, what company is it? I think it's Sony Studios Santa Monica. Santa Monica. Yeah, yeah, Santa Monica. Yeah. So they have former developers from there. They had some from Naughty Dog. They had some ex uh, Halo players or Halo developers, I think. Uh, let me try to find this because I. That like... sounds awesome, though. Yeah. Just so I don't know what they're making, Sony but team. it's like super top secret. They're supposed to be like the Avengers or the All Star team of the like this company that's going to make a bunch of games for xbox but the, we have not seen anything that they're making like we have no idea what they're making <laughs> that's well, the mis mystery thing like it could be really good like it could be something that could blow us out of the water it could be like nothing we see before but again i don't want to overhype it because i don't know what they're working on well, at the same time, we gotta hype something. Yeah. Xbox isn't doing That's it for true. us, so we gotta hype. <laughs> yeah, I'm with you, man. I hope whatever that they make is is gonna be like gonna blow my mind, and it's like, yeah. okay, that's why you need yeah. an Xbox. Yeah, definitely. I'm looking yeah. for it. I'm looking for it, and that's what disappointed yeah. me about this conference. It didn't have it. Yeah, I understand. I I'm the same with you. I just I didn't see anything that just kind of blew me away. Like, I, I got my games that they announced, and I'm happy about it, but do am I, like, going to get something day one from what they make? I mean, Game Pass, let's let's be honest. <laughs> no, and, and like, it just boils like, down to Game Pass. <laughs> I know I gushed over the medium, but that's not new information. No. Like, I mean, that's a game that was announced maybe one to two years ago, and that's just yeah. something that it'll – it caught your eye you'll probably check it out and that's probably it you know oh i'm definitely gonna be playing the yeah. crap out of that one yeah okay so just to kind of give you more info about the initiative we've got uh i don't have uh, can't find the exact article but basically like i said it's like the all-star team you got people from x San sony santa monica studios they worked on god of war we got maybe some developers from Naughty Dog that used to work there. I think at one point they mentioned that they had ex-GTA developers, so like Rockstar oh. people kind of decided to like leave and go help them out. And then we also have Crystal Dynamics. They did the revamp of Tomb Raider, which I haven't played it personally, but I heard nothing but good things about this new one. And I thought, I mean, they, they mentioned that was like really cool. So, you know, I mean, it's it's definitely got my attention. I don't know what they're making, and I hope it blows us away, but they're doing something. I mean, they're just keeping it so top secret. So, I mean, is it naive to hope for something revealed next month? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> if they even give us a tease of something, I think that'd be kind of cool. But we're still going to get but our But we have up. no idea what they're going to make. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's how I feel about it. I mean, we pretty much laid out our opinions over the conference i mean what's done is done this is it for them they they hopefully i mean supposedly gave out their best if they did i mean they didn't meet up to either of our expectations i graded it as okay 
like B plus. You gave it a failure, but the only vet, the saving grace out of all of this is probably Game Pass, like we keep harping on every time. Yeah. Without Game Pass, I don't think we would even. I, I don't think I would have paid attention much on uh, this conference. I probably would have just like put it as background noise. But the fact that you can play all these games announced on day one of Game Pass is amazing. Absolutely. So that cuts at like on average there's 60 games. I mean not 60 games. Let's just say for conversation a game on average is like sixty dollars. There's 20 games. You're saving what roughly? Uh, correct me on this if I'm wrong. Twelve hundred dollars in games or something? I don't know. That seems right. Why not? Yeah. I'm not gonna pull out my calculator. That seems right. Uh, twelve hundred dollars. Twelve hundred dollars reduced to fifteen dollars a month. That's insane. Yeah. Andrew. Yeah. I pick fifteen dollars every day. And you can play them mobily. Like yeah. I, I've been looking to play all my games at work on yeah. the toilet. So there you go. I'm, <laughs> there you go. That, that's worth the price of admission alone. Yeah. Game pass. There you go. The future. <laughs> right. Playing on your toilet <laughs> since yep. 2020. But no, that's great. But uh, Game Pass, I hope they continue to just keep adding stronger uh, games on there and just keep enforcing their library. Like, we need games that we care about. I mean, just, you know, quality preferred, but Game Pass. Keep pushing it. Let us know about this stuff. Um, have the awesome deals like I love the one dollar a month for a month thing like that's great or like sometimes they'll have a family thing where you can like share with a friend and they'll get it for like three dollars for a month that's twelve hundred dollars for like a thousand plus games for okay like I mean twelve hundred dollars for the 20 games that we listed but over a thousand games like mostly indie games but there's a lot of triple a games like the Batman Arkham series were on there. Like, there's a lot of really good games. And it's 15 bucks. And that's just mind-blowing. It's it's literally the Netflix of video games at this point. And it's such a good value. And if you don't have it, then check it out. I mean, again, it's like a plug-in for Game Pass. But it's yeah. so valuable. If they didn't have... If Microsoft didn't have Game Pass, I don't know what they would be doing. But they've put in a lot of time and attention to be like, hey, Game Pass, day one. Yeah, we said that. So yeah. That's the one thing I'm paying attention to. So um, I think that's it for the podcast. Any final thoughts or things that you want to say? I mean, I pretty much said what I needed to say. I, The conference is okay. I hope that this isn't all of it. I could be wrong. It could be all of it. I'm curious to see what they're going to do in the future if they have more stuff to present. I want them to make me care about getting a Series X eventually. I I think realistically, eventually I will get one just because I kind of want an excuse to get rid of my own Xbox. <laughs> but just that's my personal decision, though. I know that it's not going to appeal to everyone because my computer is great, but I like the console thing, and if it's going to do half of what we even talked about it might be okay i mean i have a lot of games that like 
For example, I'm psyched about Cyberpunk, and they mentioned oh, yeah. that it's going to be optimized for the Series X, like, for free. So, that's another great thing that I, I love about it. I mean, again, not everyone's going to care or agree with me, but I think it's cool that Microsoft's like, hey, we're not going to charge you another copy for, you know, if you get a game on Series X. Like, we'll leave it to the developers and CD Projekt Red being awesome as they are, like, yeah, we're not going to charge you again. I mean, if you bought it once and play it on whatever you want. I mean, that's not our right to do that. So I'm I think all for them. to say that yeah. that's one point that pretty much everyone will agree with you on. Yeah. Like anything that's consumer friendly to where yeah. you only have to buy a game once. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's that's amazing. That's a win for everyone. It is. <laughs> yeah. So it keeps us happy. It supports the developers and not and no one's gonna complain about price hikes like we'll just buy it once like okay well now i have whatever it's like okay well now it's optimized for 4k and hdr i'm like oh okay well what did i have to pay no it's a free update okay i mean i'm i'm cool with that yeah so i'm perfectly on board with that so i do i will give them a, a praise for that and game pass those are their two best things but um, overall, I, I hope this isn't it. I want them to do more, and I'm with you 100%. Like, they have a lot of work to do if they're going to be trailing this generation because it's getting close. Like, we're only, like, four months away, and then we have new consoles to look at or yeah. stare at, you know? It's happening. So it's it's ridiculous. I mean, we've both survived at least three generations of consoles, like, they should know what they're doing by now. You know? And and something tells me they do know what they're doing. We just don't know what they're yeah, doing we yet. Just have, maybe we're in the complete dark about it. Like Maybe they have some grand plan that Phil Spencer is not telling us at all about, you know. And I don't know. I mean, it could be anything. So I, I, I really do think it's that they're going to try to uh, get Xbox and PC to be one thing yeah hmm. that would be interesting that, yes i i think that's where they're gonna go with it i think it'd be smart if they did that and uh with all their um customer friendly practices i yeah. think uh, play the game how you want where you want yeah. um to me that's leading down the road of you can play on your xbox or you can play it on your pc if you don't have a pc you can get an Xbox One, and this will be your entry-level PC. Hey, there you and go. you can yeah. upgrade it and, like, you know, change out the hardware on it every, yeah. you know, every couple, every year. Yeah. Like, that's kind of what I do is I change a piece of my hardware in my computer every year. Oh, nice. Pretty much. And it's yeah. cost-effective, and, yeah. Very, I, yeah. I think it'd be smart if they did that. I think it's, and I think it would yeah. edge out PlayStation because they are competitive. Yeah. Definitely, but I think competition, like we mentioned before, is healthy for everyone. It's just like I think exclusivity might be a thing of the past, like soon, because Halo's already kind of crossed over. Death Stranding just did it, and Cuphead is going to PlayStation soon. So we're, I don't know, those barriers that we had, like saying like, well, it's exclusively on this. It's it's getting harder to distinguish that. But I think that's a good thing. I think everyone wins. Because, if, like I said, I want you to play State of Decay 
on whatever platform you're comfortable with, you know? And I yeah. want to be able to play Silent Hill 2 or the medium on whatever I'm comfortable with. So the more people playing it, the better. Because we all yeah. get to experience this together. And we're a global community. I mean, we all want to kind of talk about it and kind of nerd out on, like, hey, I played this game. It was so good. Or it was terrible. And, like, we want to just share about it because we're buying experiences, if that makes sense. But they mean yeah. something different to all of us is how I look at it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good summary. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I want to kind of wrap up things with but i'm sorry if i kind of overtook the conversation there but do you have anything else you'd like to add like no man that's it i really appreciate you bringing me on and getting to talk about my my passion my love video games (laughs) there you go i'll I'll do it anytime yeah definitely uh thank yeah like you said took the words out of my mouth but thank you again for stopping by on the show and I think this is a pretty strong episode. We got a lot to talk about, obviously. Uh, it'll be fun in editing. <laughs> I told you, man, whenever I watched yeah. the conference and you said, how was it? I was like, we're going to have a lot to talk oh, about. Yeah. But I feel like we <laughs> kind of exercised these demons we needed to, and we got everything out in the open. So I think we're in a better spot now because I, I want to be enlightened by other conversations. Like, it's good to know that this is why you were not happy with the conference or this is the game you're ha- you're not so interested in or you know you are happy about and i love that like i i want to know that because i only have my own perspective so i 100% agree i'm happy on the show anytime um, you're welcome to stop by anytime as a guest host or maybe in the future get promoted to regular host it's i know that we both have busy schedules but Maybe it's a future conversation. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. But uh, the next episode, if if you do come back or if uh, whenever we start production again, it won't be just focused on this. It'll be more general. So we might pick like an episode about horror games, or we might talk about strategy games, or games that influenced you, or a fun one. I think would uh, be like, what's the overall genre that has influenced you the most? Like for example. It's probably going to be action RPGs for me. So, yeah. So and I mean, with, cool. with the new consoles coming out, I mean, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Oh, we yeah. can even follow up some of our predictions from this one, you know, once yeah. uh, Microsoft once comes out. Yeah. 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 I think that'd be definitely something to touch base on in the future. Yeah. Okay. Well, I believe that is it for both of us. Again, thank you, Andrew. You're welcome anytime on the show. Uh, this has been the first episode of Pixel Intel. We've we covered a lot of ground, and I think it's great. But stay tuned for next time, and that's, that's a wrap. <laughs> yeah, man. Thanks for having me. It yeah, was awesome. Definitely. Anytime, Andrew. Okay. All right. See ya. <laughs>